Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Teresa Arago. If there's one thing I know, it's that the journey to financial independence can be confusing, but it doesn't have to be. So get ready, because I'm breaking down what you don't know about money to help you find the next steps on your journey, today on Talking Sense. I was recently contacted by Channel 11, one of our local news stations, to talk about buy now, pay later plans. We've talked about them in the past, but with them bringing that up, we felt like it would be a good time to do a refresher. So I've got Chad Roller, my partner from Conway, here with me today. Um, and there was a Lending Tree survey. They actually have created a Lending Tree buy now, pay later survey that is consistently updating. So that tells you how popular these are becoming. Um, but they said that one in three consumers already uses a buy now, pay later plan on a regular basis. Yeah, Teresa, I think it's good to, we just kind of define it first. Let's kind of mm-hmm. lay out what this, what we're talking about here first before we kind of get into some of the risk and who's using it, those type of things. So buy now, pay later is basically an installment plan, mm-hmm. right? You're going to purchase something, let's say for $100, you're going to pay 25 bucks for payments and get that thing paid off. Correct. That's and the there are some that are short term, like you said, four different payments. And the most common pay frequency is every two weeks. There are longer term options. The biggest difference being the short term ones tend to be interest free. The long term ones can have insanely high interest. Uh, well, I say that for some people, maybe paying 36 percent isn't a big deal. To me, that seems like a lot. So um, the, the interest can range drastically. Yeah. So if you think about it, you know, if you were saying, hey, I'm going to get 30 percent off of this item. Mm hmm. But at the same time, I may be paying 36% in interest yes. on this item. You know, it's a it's kind of catch-22, right, if you mm-hmm. don't get it paid off. And one of the things some people like about it is there aren't, on a lot of these, there's not a credit check. They have what they call a soft credit check where it doesn't really ding your credit score. Um, but there are sometimes credit reporting. So if you are late on a payment, it may be reported. Um, And there are late fees and sometimes they have fees up front for using the service in general. So that's kind of the bigger picture of what these are. Let's talk about what they aren't. Yeah. And a lot of this is going to be for a smaller purchase. Correct. You know, if you're going to go in and buy a car, home, those type of things. Yes, yes, yes. We're talking about, you know, a mortgage or car payment, those those type of things. You're going to go through a full credit reporting. But what we're talking about here. It can range in, mm-hmm. in value, but for the most part, we're not talking about a huge purchase. I will say, though, the research on the lending tree site indicated the most common thing is clothes, shoes, and accessories, so not necessities. But the second most common thing were appliances. Oh, wow. And I, I can't imagine like a fridge in just four payments would still be pretty costly. Yeah. So that was the second runner up in how people are using these plans, which kind of made me nervous if I'm just being honest. Well, that goes back to what we've talked about several times about the emergency fund. Mm-hmm. That's just a lack of emergency fund. So these have just kind of taken the place as some of some emergency fund is saying, hey, now I don't have to pay for it all up front. Mm-hmm. I can go ahead and, and, and access it. But you're talking about who is using this. And so the research shows that uh, they're young. Mm-hmm. They're uh, you know young consumers. And typically, the research showing that they're paycheck to paycheck. Yes. So they're a little more vulnerable to being derailed financially. You know, if you're already living paycheck to paycheck and you add a few of these, it can really create a lot of chaos for you. And also, based on this purchase data, again, they're not being used for the most part for necessities. 
they're using credit for everyday purchase, which really indicates that people are living outside of their means, which is the bigger concern for me. Yeah. And the concern there would be if you're not putting it on a credit card, you are doing this buy now, pay later. Is this because your credit card's maxed out? Right. And so that would be a, another concern. Just looking at the data here, uh, you know, what LendingTree says that 70% admit that they have spent more than they would have if they would have just paid up front. And you think about that, we were talking about this before the show started today, that with inflation, the retailers have had to get a little creative about how to make purchase price a little more easy to stomach for consumers. And that maybe this is one of the ways that they're doing that is if you're just making a monthly payment or a biweekly payment, it doesn't feel like you're spending as much. Yeah. And I think a little bit of the Amazon effect of you can basically price check everyone mm-hmm. by going to Amazon on on a, on many items mm-hmm. or the internet just in general. So when you have a retailer that says, "Okay, you can you got to pay me all up front." Mm-hmm. Or you got another retailer that says, "Well, you can do it in installments." Mm-hmm. Well, which one are you going to likely go to if maybe you feel you don't feel that pressure of paying that all up front? Right. Um for those that says, "Hey, I'll just pay this out over time." So you may select that retailer that gives you that installment option versus the one you got to pay up front. But if you think about 70% of people saying, I paid more because I had the option of installments, that's, that's tough. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. So, but you know, from a retailer standpoint, they got to move goods. Yes. And so they've got to create a competitive approach. And if they're going after, again, we're dealing, you know, we're looking at these, these borrowers that are paycheck to paycheck. Um, and, a, and a vast majority of the population, then they've got to create ways to attract that consumer, mm-hmm. right? Because at the end of the day, they don't make money unless they move product. Yes. So th- this is definitely one of those ways. Uh, we were talking about earlier, our we'll go back in the day, right? Our generation. Our generation. <laughs> go back to the layaway, right? Mm-hmm. That was how they attracted consumers as they said hey we can put this on layaway we'll hold it and you pay it later but you didn't receive the goods correct so this is kind of maybe we'll call it the new version of layaway it's almost reverse layaway you get the goods first and you're expected to pay later and and the concern there is with layaway you still had to be able to pay it off before you got the enjoyment of it so that instant gratification does have an effect long term when you're doing that consistently on your decision making so not tempering that can be challenging long term and many of these borrowers do not understand what happens if they default or miss a payment yeah and and let's just face it that is that is a if i take a good and i'm selling it as a at a significant discount to get it in your hands i've got to make some money somewhere mm-hmm. so i have a percentage of those that are probably not going to make the, all those payments so therefore i may be making money on the back end as a retailer versus up on the front end when I'm selling that good to you. Yeah. So talking about that, you know, when I looked at the lending tree survey, it said 42% have made a late payment. So 42% of people, almost half of people who have used one of these payment plans and they're relatively new still has missed a payment. Yeah. So I can do the numbers on percentage. (laughs) Yeah. If I sell it to a hundred people, I know that if I can get it in a hundred people's hands, then I know 50 of them, almost 50 of them mm-hmm. is going to have a late payment. Yes. So and I think if you haven't time. read the fine print, which I mean, have you, I, I seldom read the fine print. If you haven't read it and then you miss a payment, it could be recorded to a credit company 
And you're certainly going to pay some sort of fee, which can, as we mentioned before, go anywhere from zero to 36% of the purchase price, which is pretty substantial. So late fees are a risk. I I think one of the the biggest risk and how you probably get to that late fee, all the just maybe missing a payment is just the complexity mm-hmm. of knowing, you know, if you do more in one of these transactions and you get multiple uh, uh, transactions like this on a payment plan, just the complexity of keeping up with it all. This is the same reason we've talked before when we talk about credit cards about picking one, pick one credit card. If you're going to use one, cause we don't think they're all, you know, horrible and only use that one for purchases because like you said, it's hard to keep track of them all and it's easy to miss a payment purely because you're too busy and miss it. I know it's happened to me. I've never missed a payment because I didn't have the funds. I have missed payments because I just was busy and forgot about it. And two, on a credit card, you have a limit. Correct. You know, if you've got a limit of $1,000 or just use it for easy mass, once I spend that limit, then they're not going to keep letting me borrow money, right? Correct. On these buy now, pay later, you may not have a limit. Yes, you know, and you could have four or five different companies you're dealing with, so exactly. they're not all reporting to each other. Nobody's holding the reins anywhere. Yeah, so the complexity of it, I, I can see where it, you could get overwhelmed quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the other thing it is that instant gratification, as we're making payments on something, you know, that instant gratification wears off and we got to get at that again. Yes. You know, and I think that's what kind of that snowball effect uh, mm-hmm. creating that over time is 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 where you can kind of really get into a, a bind with this. And then uh, the other risk is, well, it doesn't fit, or mm-hmm. it's not what I needed, or it, maybe they sent me the wrong thing. So now I've got to return that, and I've got a payment plan on it. Those type of things, I think there can be some complexity in it as well. And here's the reason for that: say you got on Target and you bought a pair of jeans and you used a buy now, pay later, you actually didn't pay Target. Someone else paid Target. So Affirm, PayPal, whoever you used, they're the one that's actually bought the item. So you can't just return the item directly back to Target necessarily because someone else made that payment. So that's where the complexity comes in, is that you've got a a borrower and a merchant to deal with. So the interest that you pay, totally non-refundable, even if you return the item, but there is that additional layer of complexity just to get the return processed. And and why does this matter to you? So what's the so what? Well, the tendency to spend more, that impulse gratification as we've talked about, the potential fees that are associated with it, those are all things that could derail your journey. You are on a journey to financial independence, we hope. That's what we're trying to help people achieve here. And these little decisions like this can add up, as we've talked about before, and really set you off course. And I think that's, for me, that's the bigger fear. Yeah, and creating more complexity just in your overall budget, right? Because mm-hmm. it, it helps to stick to that budget on a month-to-month basis. Because as you, if you're adding these payments, then, you know, next month, you got you got to figure out how to deal with that, yes. right? And how to incorporate that in, because there's always going to be a next month. Yes. And a lot of people don't realize because the, especially the short-term versions of these don't report to your credit providers, they also don't build your credit score. So you may be thinking, oh, I'm using credit. This is going to help build my credit score. And actually it doesn't, it has no impact. So there are more efficient ways to do that within reason than using these programs. So maybe what you're saying is go on a self layaway. Yes. Might be, might be a good way to do it. Uh, You know, you know, instead of buy now, pay later, maybe save now, 
buy later. That's and, kind of where I'm going with it. And, and two, I think there are some opportunities there now, especially with retailers in certain times of the year. We're getting a lot more of those Black Friday opportunities. Mm-hmm. And maybe saving cash and hitting those opportunities and planning for those because, you know, let's, you know, we used to not have the sale days like we do as mm-hmm. frequent now. Yes. And and I think that's one of the things that the retailers have done is they've kind of spread this all across the year mm-hmm. instead of just your traditional Black Friday one time throughout the year. I mean, how many times do we get a sale ad? You know, mm-hmm. it, it's every there, holiday. Yeah, it, it's nearly every holiday, right? Mm-hmm. So I think uh, planning for those and not getting yourself into a, oh, it's this has come up this month and they've got a really good deal. And now I've got to work myself into a buy now, pay later mm-hmm. instead of having pre-planned for it. And I think we talked before about how the, the second one in line is appliances. Those are bigger ticket items, appliances, furniture, and people are using these programs for that. What you can do if you save up and you have cash in hand is often you can negotiate the price of those large ticket items. You know, if you walk in and you say, hey, I've got X number of dollars, that's what I'm willing to spend. You can negotiate the price of a lot of those big ticket items and maybe save yourself a little bit. Yeah. And I don't think any of us says would would think going into a purchase that we were willing to pay 10 percent more. Right. right, we're always looking for a sale, mm-hmm. but sometimes with these programs, you end up paying 10, 20 percent more than you anticipated on the front end. Mm-hmm. So, just by going into this program, yes, it gives you that access to that product, but it can, if you get off rails and life happens, mm-hmm. right? Life happens every day, things happen in your finances. Uh, not staying on track with those payment plans can cost you another 10, 20 percent on the back end. I think the key is it's all about using the right tool for the right job. We talk about this in investment. You've got to have the right tool for the job you're trying to accomplish. Buy now, pay later plans can be a tool in your financial journey, but you have to know how to use them for the right thing. And I think the key is not overspending and making sure that the payment plan truly is cost effective for you and only using the short term ones where you're not paying the interest. But again, life happens. So if you can pay cash, certainly I feel like that's the best plan. Yeah, I think this is definitely a big picture. You know, what what is going on in my overall finances to get me to looking at these programs? Mm-hmm. What is the underneath uh, the foundation that's driving me towards making a decision on a purchase based off of this program? And I think that's where you can really step back and say, hey, why am I, why am I looking at paying for this this way? Why am I having to pay for this this way? Mm-hmm. And I think that would be a good place to start to see, hey, is this really the best option for me? Or is there something else that I need to work on before I dive off into one of these programs? Got it. And I'm going to call that your two cents because that was a fantastic way to end that. And if you're accumulating debt on everyday expenses, that's an indicator, like Chad said, of a bigger problem. So if you're finding that to be the case, maybe it's time to take a, a sobering look at your finances and make some adjustments. We've done an episode recently called Unstuck, helping you get out of financial ruts. That might be a good place to start, but um, just really make sure you're making those decisions, not from a place of emotion, but from a logical place. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week on Talking Sense. We hope this episode has helped you understand buy now, pay later programs a little better. We look forward to seeing you next time. 
Thanks for listening to Talking Sense. And if you like what you hear, make sure and subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The Gym Wealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or by calling our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and Gemwell Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.